0: You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. Boy, do I have an episode for you! Whoops. This is how they're trying to kill you, and <laughs> our government is trying to kill you. Um, this is uh, the all the data is out there. So if you think I'm wrong, get off your butt, go to DuckDuckGo and research all this stuff yourself. Do it yourself. And then this is from SGT reports, and then I have something else, but let's start there because his stuff is good.
1: This is an act of war against us all, but I want to leave this video off with this incredible verified segment on my local news. Now, I believe these segments are produced nationally and then distributed to the local news hubs. I find this particular verified segment completely stunning for this reason. They try to impugn the very intelligent Dr. Kerry Madejie who I've interviewed and who cares deeply about people and would like very much to help detoxify those who have chosen to take the vaccine. And we know it's not a vaccine. In fact, it is a bioweapon, as Karen Kingston proves in her presentation. The mRNA vaccine is a bioweapon. So with that in mind, let's watch this Verify segment and break it down.
2: Well, a doctor is planning on social media that you can detox the covid vaccine from your body but is that really true can a person really hit the undo button on the vaccine after getting the shots our verified team looks into it
0: detox
3: detox detox <laughs> videos claiming you can detox in a chemical bath started popping up on social media sites as more employers start mandating their workers get vaccinated against COVID 19. social media users say Taking a bath and a mixture of
1: chemicals will remove the vaccine from your body. So, let's verify. Can you detox to remove a vaccine from your body? All right, I wanna pause it there. These segments are so absolutely nefarious because these people, these quote unquote journalists, if they just did cursory research, they would quickly learn that the vaccine is a bioweapon. And the last thing you wanna do is take it. But if you're foolish enough to choose to take it, can you get it out of your body? No, you can't. You're stuck with it, and now they're coming after our kids. Let's watch the rest of this segment.
0: So I'm not going to watch the rest of that segment and how they talk down, and we're not going to. I'm not going to put that all on my podcast. Um, I don't want the negative crap on there. But you just know that's why I stopped listening to the mainstream media. Realize that they are just giving propaganda and lies, and that the I'm working. I see people. I'm in an area where there are so many blind people here wearing masks getting the shot and um i'm afraid a lot of them won't be alive um, a year from now if they keep getting the shots all right let's keep listening I have never I
2: can detox anyone from
0: the oh that's the thing sorry i'm sorry that was the same thing that was about them talking about the verification <sighs> take a deep breath um, I do think detoxing is important. I uh, would look to Doctor Ten, um, share a Tenpity, who knows a lot more about vaccines than I do or anybody else, who has spent twenty years studying them. Go research that. And then, then we're gonna go into where he does have a video. And my phone is being funky every time I want to like really share stuff. It, uh, there's some really good content um, in my Telegram account, um, an Holistic Travel Nurse Tribe, or something like that. Or if you'll find me in there. Um, but Telegram, sometimes the censorship, um, just things can't open or won't open. And um, anyways, i got some good stuff in there that I've been sharing. And, okay, we're going to listen to this and then we'll go to what I have in there.
1: And as Dr. Zeb informed me in my recent interview, it is giving people who take it Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, AIDS,
3: We've had vaccines around so much longer than the COVID vaccine that you would think if there was any tried and true method of getting rid of the effects of the vaccine, we certainly know it by now. So it's false that you can detox to remove a vaccine from your body. Doctors say many of these videos suggest using dangerous chemicals, that the NIH warns can have a serious and potentially deadly side effect. With your Verify, I'm Brandon Lewis.
0: Oh, that's natural things? So Hello. That's sick. Anything you want to do to detox? Because detoxing is not a possible. Well, loony it is. I did a copy in of this morning. That's how I started my day. Here we go. It's the proof
1: that these COVID jabs are murder. And following that, I will immediately play a large portion of Karen Kingston's presentation at the Reawaken America Tour called This is an Act of War Against All of Us. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please spread this to the four winds. We have to get this information out there. It's the only way to save lives. Thanks for listening. God bless you all, and God bless your family.
4: It's the 22nd of November, 2021, and this is the moment when the jabbing has to stop. A couple of hours ago, Darren Smith, the editor of the Excellent Light paper, sent me a paper from the medical journal Circulation, which proves that the COVID-19 jabbing experiment has to stop today. I believe that any doctor or nurse who gives one of the mRNA COVID jabs after today will in due course be struck off the appropriate register and arrested. The journal Circulation is a well-respected publication, It's 71 years old, its articles are peer-reviewed, and in one survey it was rated the world's number one journal in the cardiac and cardiovascular system category. I'm going to quote the final sentence of the abstract which appears at the beginning of the article. This is all I, you, or anyone else needs to know. Open quotes. We conclude that the mRNA vaccine dramatically increases inflammation on the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccination, close quotes. That's it. That's the death bell for the COVID-19 mRNA jabs. The endothelium is a layer of cells lining blood vessels and lymphatic vessels. T-cells are a type of white cell. We always knew these jabs were experimental. My video in December 2020, just under a year ago, warned about these specific risks. I read out a list of possible adverse events published officially by the American government. But now we have proof of the link. The mRNA jab is, remember, known not to stop people catching COVID 19, and it is known not to stop people spreading it. I don't believe anyone disputes these facts now. And yet, Vast numbers of deaths and serious injuries have occurred among people who have been jabbed. Look at the item headed, update, how many are the vaccines killing? The list on my website. It's a horrific list. Now we have the evidence we need to stop the jabbing programs. In the survey quoted a total of 566 patients, aged 28 to 97 were tested. These were not children, these were adults. The, tests were, the number were equally divided among men and women. Open quotes, at the time of this report, close quotes, says the author, open quotes, these changes persist for at least 2.5 months post second dose of vaccine, close quotes. At the very least, the use of these jabs must stop now, immediately until more long-term tests are done if there were any journalists left in the mainstream media this news would be lead item on all tv and radio programs and be on the front pages of all newspapers thank heavens for free speech platforms such as BNT, which enabled me to bring you this news i've said all along for a year that this job was an experiment certain to kill and injure We've always known that to experiment on people without their full consent and understanding, after disclosing all the risks and potential side effects, is a crime. Now the evidence exists that must stop this experiment. If the COVID jab experiment continues after today, then we know for absolute sure that this is not a medical treatment, it's a cult. Please share this video immediately with everyone you know. Thank you.
2: So this is the current state of um, the science, um, the propaganda. The current state is that We have more and more people being hospitalized now with covid19 well at first it was called covid19 breakthrough turned out they were vaccinated so now it's covid-like infections here's the problem this is the latest um, morbidity mortality weekly report from the cdc and what they did was they took a look at over the last 10 months people who were in the hospital interestingly these people were vaccinated but they had to be vaccinated at least 90 days ago interesting interesting right because most people end up in the hospital after the vaccinator within the first two days or 28 days you know two days to two weeks and then 28 days so they had to be out 90 days here's the problem or they had immunity 90 days out only five percent of those people who are diagnosed with covid 19 tested positive for sars cov 2 okay and then those who and then some of them I think 8.7 percent were the ones who um who tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 at natural immunity. If you go to the next slide, you're like, well, Karen, what about the Delta variant? Okay, whatever. So they tested for the Delta variant. Same numbers, 6% who had COVID-19 had the vi- only had the virus, the Delta variant that causes COVID-19, and then 10% of the other group only co- tested positive for the Delta variant. What does this tell you? If you go to the hospital and you're sick, nine out of 10 doctors will tell you you have COVID-19, but nine out of 10 tests will tell you you don't. The virus doesn't cause COVID-19. What causes COVID-19 is this mass propaganda and hysteria that's driven by huge financial incentives called an ICD-10 code, a diagnostic code that the doctors get paid to diagnose COVID-19. That's what's driving the pandemic. Fact check that. I'm going to start saying that now. So when I get angry, go, fact check you. Sorry, anyway, so uh, keep going. Sorry, forgive me. Sorry, so if we keep going, this is some more, keep going, next slide. Thank you, sorry, wrong lingo. Next slide is what I was gonna say. This is good, no, the previous one. So what, what this is is an article from, before, go back. This is an article from the British Medical Journal. It just came out on November 2nd, so just not too long ago, and there's a whistleblower. Her name is Brooke Jackson. She works at what's called a contract research organization. So the pharma companies don't do their own research. They subcontract it out. It's the co- organization's called Ventavia. They're in Texas, and they had a thousand people in their study. And here's the problem for Pfizer. According to Brooke, she said the company Ventavia, who submitted the data to Pfizer and the FDA, falsified data, unblinded patients, What that means is the person who was injecting you with either placebo or uh, the vaccine wasn't supposed to tell all the other people that that's what you're injected with, but they stuck it in your file. So everyone knew whether or not you got the vaccine or placebo. That leads to bias. Um, They also were slow to follow up um, and and there was no quality control checks. And Brooke continually reported this to her supervisor and uh, she was fired. Um, And she also reported it to the FDA. She got fired the next day. Now, go on to the next slide. Let's talk about that testing again. Here's a problem. So there were 1,000 people that uh, Ventavia about enlisted. So that would be 500 placebo, 500 vaccine. At Ventavia, they didn't get around to testing 477 people who had COVID-19 symptoms. This is the problem. What was the primary endpoint? COVID-19 symptoms with a confirmed positive test. So the data is completely fraudulent. And they submitted this report in um, September and they had an audit shortly thereafter from the FDA. Now, go to the next slide. This is why this is a problem. Remember in October of last year, October 22nd of last year, Pfizer had a meeting going, hey, we're gonna see heart inflammation, not Pfizer, the FDA, heart inflammation, we're gonna see paralysis, we're gonna see inflammation of the spinal cord, heart attacks and deaths. So a lot of us in the industry thought, well, they thought that was coming because of the other mRNA studies that were happening. No, they knew this was coming because of their own mRNA study. Their contract research organization says, look, people are dying and they're getting permanently disabled. So Pfizer knew this was coming. Keep going, because it gets worse. This is also fraudulent data. So I just told, showed you whistleblower data. And that's hearsay in a court of law. But this is the FDA and Pfizer's own document. There's two cases right here in the Pfizer November 20th submission. One is a 36 year old male, perfectly healthy. Keep in mind, everyone in the studies in the phase three studies, the 44,000 people, and it was ages 12 and older, not just 16 and older. They were perfectly healthy. 36 year old male hospitalized. With COVID-19 he failed the test he didn't test positive he was vaccinated he was hospitalized the same day he got the second dose the next case is a 66 year old male he got hospitalized within 28 days of the second dose he had many many tests probably over a dozen tests never tested positive for COVID-19 these two were hospitalized from the vaccine and it was never included in the actual data it Gets worse. This is also from the FDA submission. What you will find here is there were 407 people in the vaccine group. Next slide. There's 407 people in the vaccine group group who had COVID-19 cases who were injected. They came down with COVID-19 within one week of the first or second dose and there was 287 the placebo. Here's the problem, the FDA admits in their own document and Pfizer admits in their own document, this could have been COVID-19 or it could just be the reactogenicity. It could be that the vaccine, the effects of the vaccine are so similar to COVID-19, we can't tell the difference if it's the virus or the vaccine that's causing it, it gets worse. Next slide. Well, how do they define COVID-19? Well, one of their definitions includes significant uh, liver, kidney, and neurological dysfunction, admission to the intensive care unit and death. They're confused as to whether or not the virus caused death in their study or their vaccine did. This is fraud. This is criminal. Yep. It gets worse. It gets worse. Next slide. Even with all this bogus fraud, they still could improve efficacy. This 95% efficacy is a bunch of bogus stuff fact check that so um Biden so anyway so the 95% is a confidence interval so what that does that mean that means go to the next slide if you do this study 100 times over 95 out of 100 times you can be confident that if you get the Pfizer vaccine you will have a 99% chance of not getting infected and if you get the placebo you'll have a 99% chance of not getting infected that's what it means Yeah. Wow. No one reads this stuff. It kills me. I even sent it to some people. Here's when it gets even worse and criminal. I'm sorry, I'm going to be just 90 seconds over. Next slide. I cried when I read this. We all thought that the 12- to 15-year-old study didn't start until they started that study, and then it was approved on May 10th. Well, according to the FDA document, there were 100 children between the ages of 12 to 15 in the adult study for 16 and older. And I'm going to read this to you verbatim because I don't want to mess it up. Rio, 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 and I'm messing up already, rheotogenicity data, so um, adverse event data from a total of 100 children between 12 and 15 enrolled in the phase three study were provided as part of the EUA submission. However, Pfizer did not request inclusion of this age group uh, in the data because there was insufficient data to support a a, a benefit risk determination at this time. Therefore, the side effect data for participants 12 to 15 are not presented in this document. They, yeah, they said, look, first of all, the data goes one week post-second dose, that's it. So they knew they were harming children or killing the children, and they chose to cover it up and not make it public. We wouldn't do this to animals, and we're doing this to our children. Go to the next slide. This should have never happened to Maddie. This should have never happened to Maddie. They knew it would happen. I showed you all the documents. Pfizer knew this would happen. This is conspiracy to commit aggravated assault and murder of minors through a toxic agent. Next slide. CEO Albert Berla has the audacity and the lack of humanity to call me a criminal, to call Clay a criminal, to call all of us a criminal. This man is a criminal, and he's following Joseph Goebbels' lead, the minister of Nazi propaganda. Accuse the other side that which you are guilty of. Go to the next slide. We all know now that the, H, the Wuhan HU1 uh, spike protein is the bioweapon. Well, guess what? In Pfizer's Biological License Authorization Letter, what does it produce? It says the mRNA in Comirnaty is an mRNA encoding the full-length SARS-CoV-2 spike glycoprotein derived from the Wuhan HU1 isolate from GenBank. They manufactured a bioweapon. Sorry, I'm gonna go, next slide, I'm gonna wrap this up. Unfortunately, under the POPRA Act, we believe we can't charge these people because of willfulness, Conduct, but under the PREP Act, willful misconduct is completely waived, and it is defined as intentionally achieving a wrongful purpose knowingly without legal or factual uh, justice, and in disregard of known or obvious risks that is so great to make it highly probable that the harm will outweigh the benefit. Go. The only way to end this, and I'm sorry I'm ending short, go to the last slide, please, I've got to cut ahead. The only way to end this is to send letters to our elected congressmen and women and tell them that the pan pandemic is not a threat to national security that our government is a threat to national security
0: i don't know i think that there's um if you've not listened to the other um episodes he has there is a dossier and that's on my podcast too dr martin put it together and i think we need to get in the um offensive and um start criminally charging people and then get in prayer because they are mass trying a mass genocide here's a nurse this is all on my um telegram too hold on just as a nurse that is uh whistleblowing i
2: have to turn it up Oh.
0: oh sorry this is in um switzerland so because of the according to this latin coronavirus this class action family coronavirus. Anyways, I'm, I'm going to send the whole thing over to the, it's, I forgot it's not in English, but a nurse in Slovenia claims the politicians received um, saline shots, um, and has documentation that they're just received. Sal- we, we know that there was a placebo, um, and that there was a real thing. And if you got it, you don't know what you got. And some of it is causing HIV AIDS in people, and I think in the next couple of years we'll know. And if they want to, like, come out with some other jab, like, in 100 days, supposedly come out with a new Delta, what the hell are they going to be giving you? I-, I don't know how anyone can look at Big Pharma and trust them. Um, I-, I don't understand. Um, they think that this wouldn't happen, and it's because it's it's straight – so evil. Okay, here we go. Another one. This is uh, someone in the UK. Good morning,
5: everyone. Um, well, there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, the build-up of military um, in the hotels in Gold Coast and Brisbane. Um, obviously, the military involved in the abhorrent actions um, in our Indigenous communities um, up north in, well, Northern Territory, Queensland, and uh, evidently in the Pilbara of WA, so basically all of Northern Australia. Um, it's, yeah, the question is, you know, this military, is it is it Australian ADF or is it foreign uh, military like the, uh, say, for example, the UN? That has been the question. There's been a lot of talk um, circulating that it's not actually the ADF. Um, there's evidence to suggest that that's that's probably true. We don't know 100% sure whether it's a combination of both. Maybe there's a rogue element within the ADF. I don't know. Um, I guess this will all start coming out um, um, as these events unfold. Look, the other the other um, concerning or you know interesting thing, if you want to put it that way, is the sighting of uh, UN armored um, troop carriers or armored vehicles, if you like, uh, in various places around Australia. Um, If you aren't aware of this or you haven't seen that footage, um, here it is.
0: Okay, this video is on my Telegram. There are those vehicles right there that are all these UN vehicles going into Australia. This is how they plan to take over. The UN is...
2: Straight evil.
0: That massive amount of vehicles in the UN is. And what are they doing there? They're going to put people in camps. And what do you think they're going to try to do here in the US? Why do you think they're going to back off? and they're gonna go after our second amendment. Why do you think that they, there's like a huge ebb take of everybody buying ammo, and then they aren't, you have a hard time finding ammo, like my friend has um, a gun, she has a hard time finding ammo for. Yet, people like me, who was never a gun owner, are decided, you know what, it's time to own a gun, and it's time to not comply, because what the hell is going on in Australia? This is it, you guys it is mass genocide at and that's why i decided i'm going to like i'm going to dive more into revelations and more into the bible and go on are we not having our eyes open because have our church has been dead and not teaching the prophecies and the things that are coming to have our eyes open to this i just going to say that so this this whole video you can see the rest of it again on my telegram um a COVID hotel quarantine fire. <sighs> okay, here's one more.
3: Well, if um, in Australia we've got a small population, big territory, and lockdown in UK we've got a small nation, we've got a big population, and uh, what are we doing? Well, we're killing, we're killing off people. I want to come back to our reports from a day at. A day or so ago, the NHS claim was, we're here for you, helping you control your health and wellbeing. Let's just recap what well, the reality was, you're unvaccinated. You have no chance of survival. You will be put on end of life care. You and your relatives will not be consulted. Uh, you will be drugged into oblivion. Now maybe some people thought that these points were a bit excessive and this couldn't possibly be true. But we also asked for people to respond to us. This is one email that we've had in. My adult son suffered from epilepsy and learning difficulties and was at a care home. Despite his disabilities, he was physically robust. He developed a slight cold in January when his breathing became affected. The care home thought it prudent to call for an ambulance. He was then admitted to hospital. The care home say he was smiling and waving as he was taken away. The care home manager assured me that his notes had gone with him. This was vital as he had a history of severe adverse reactions to certain drugs. One of those being midazolam. Having finally managed to get through to the hospital, I was horrified to learn that he was going to be given midazolam and morphine. There's that combination, Patrick. And I, of course, asked them to stop administering them. He was admitted to the hospital in early January. I was able to see him three days later when I found him with labored breathing and unable to communicate with me. So he's fed midazolam and morphine, both suppressed breathing. And uh, this is the uh, situation that this person is seeing their son in. I spoke to the doctor and advised him of my son's intolerance to midazolam. He replied that he didn't know about this. was in his notes and the care home manager assured me she sent them to the hospital with him i asked for the midazolam and morphine to be stopped after spending a few hours with my son i returned home but told the staff i'd come back later in the day in the hope that the morphine would have started to wear off which would have allowed me to assess his condition about 20 minutes after i got home i received a call from the hospital to advise me of his death so What are we seeing there, Patrick? I think uh, very much we're seeing an accelerated pathway, and of course the individual that sent that harrowing uh, story through to UK column is saying, I don't even know what happened. I don't even know what the actual treatment around my son was, so this is incredibly serious stuff. I want to continue that thread through because earlier this morning I was able to speak to former. Nurse Debbie Evans. And Debbie has been doing some really tremendous research into uh, what has happened with this accelerated death pathway that we've now got running off the back of uh, COVID. So let's have a listen to this uh, little clip. Good morning. Debbie, thank you very much for joining me. I know over the last couple of days you've been doing some really deep research and a few days ago you were able to join me when we were talking to a family about the loss of one of their relatives, a loved relative, as a result of what appeared to be an end of life care plan within uh, one of the NHS uh, hospital NHS trusts. Uh, a lot of questions to be asked about the death of that individual. Um, you've now found documents which seem to show what is actually happening in the NHS. What can you tell us this morning?
6: Well, yeah, thank you. Good morning, Brian. And, and thank you for inviting me to do this because yes, you're right. I do have some very grave concerns and some questions about what I'm seeing and what I was concerned with originally was the rapidity of which patients appear to be put on an end-of-life care plan very very quickly uh, as soon as they're admitted it would seem. So to research, you have to go back and look at certain documents. So starting off with the NHS long term plan um, is very interesting. If anybody hasn't, hasn't looked at it, um, it's the delivery plan for the NHS in the 21st century. Um, So if we start off with that, um, it takes us to the National Framework um, document, the NHS National Framework document in 2018. And just for ease of reference for for your viewers, I've made a couple of notes and it would be on page 30 of 167 of the National Framework, where it says in paragraph 91, the individual has a rapidly deteriorating condition and may be entering a terminal phase in these situations, the fast track pathway tool should be used instead of the checklist. So obviously then I went to look for the fast track tool to see what that was. And I found it very difficult to to, um, upload. And as you know, I had to email you to ask you if you could access the document because I'd already asked quite a few people if they could access it and they couldn't. Thankfully, you could. So I took a look at the the fast track tool pathway. Um, And this was compiled in December 2018. Um, It's for individuals with rapidly deteriorating conditions that may require fast tracking for immediate provision of NHS continuing care. So NHS continuing health care is one pathway However, if a patient is, is known to be deteriorating or expected to deteriorate quite quickly, they're immediately moved on to this fast track document. And to be honest with you, the only way I can compare it is the fast track document. If, if we're looking at a train line, um, Paddington to, to Penzance, Penzance being the, the final stop, this fast track document would appear to be the final stop. So it's the the, the final bit of paperwork to ensure that that patient receives immediate palliative care. This fast track document also says that it identifies individuals who need access to NHS continuing health care quickly with the minimum of delay and with no requirement to complete the checklist or decision support trust. So this is a decision that's made very, very quickly. Um, An appropriate clinician is responsible for doing this. And when you look at it, it actually an appropriate condition, a clinician could be the person that's diagnosed the patient, but equally it could be a volunteer from a voluntary organisation such as a palliative care organisation, so this is unprecedented and it's very, very rapid.
3: Uh, Debbie, if you... if, if, Debbie, if I, if I can just come in, if I may, if we um, encapsulate this a bit for for our viewers and listeners, uh, normally people who who were going to be on some form of end of end-of-life pathway, end-of-life care system, there would be a lot of decisions made around them. There would be a meeting with the family, the patient would be included, the whole situation would be discussed. They they would be offered um, spiritual counselling yes. or, or other counselling to deal with it. But the decision that that person was going to go on to end-of-life care would be a joint decision between the individual themselves, their families, and the medical team. But what you're describing here is a system where we have um,
5: essentially a fast track, and once people... Uh, are signed
3: on to that fast track, then there is only one, one thing that's going to happen to them, they're going to die. And this is, this is in stark contrast to the fact that normally if somebody shows signs that they are dying, of course, they're going to be checked to see whether that changes and they recover. So this is really like a death sentence for people.
6: Yes, and and you're absolutely right. In normal circumstances, you would have what's called a multidisciplinary meeting which would involve um, a whole a whole team of palliative care specialists, including psychologists, spiritual guidance and, and help um, if, if, if required as well. And it would be a decision that would be taken by the patient and by their families. And also the patient would be offered a preferred place to die. And that can always be speeded up. So if a patient is deteriorating, but would like or prefer to die at home, then those arrangements can be made with this fast track all of that appears to be completely bypassed and the decisions seem to be um, completely clinical where the families aren't consulted at all and you know if you put that in conjunction with a, a British Psychological Society paper that was published in 2.20 entitled End of Life Care Pathway During the Coronavirus Pandemic. This is a guide to psychologists for end of life care during COVID. And it's really quite scary because the um, it, what it says is that um, the speed from being well to death must be taken into consideration. Important decisions made are made uh, more quickly. Patients end of life care preference may not be possible. People will be unable to see loved ones prior to death or afterwards. And also really worryingly, loved ones may be affected as they continue to live with the realistic threat to their own health. So these are decisions made at pace.
0: I don't even understand this. Uh, I've been in healthcare way too many years. And of course, this is a different country. But is some of this happening possibly in the US and some of these hospitals? I don't know. I'm not in the hospitals right now anymore. Yes, have I've seen some, they've actually, I, I, I'm just, I'm going to title this one, the many ways they are trying to kill us. If you don't see that, please get off the blinders of, the main street media and go do the your due diligence that find these reports that people that are whistleblowing that our media has been bought out and is not been saying the truth for a long time. Um, that's on my telegram. So you can go hear that whole interview of the whistleblower nurse and in the report of that. And I just thought these are things that need to be explored. And as I am wrestling with this, as you are, as this is a hard one. Um, You know, I really decided to like dive in deeper to the book of Revelations and look at more teachings and be unbiased in it and just like, okay, God, show me what in the world and where we're at in this timeline. And are you, do you have a timeline or are we just completely trusting you right now? Because it's super hard to see. It's funny because I was watching Hallmark, I'm recording this, it's November, and it's almost December, and I love the Christmas movies. Every year they have new ones, right? I'm the sap that likes those. It's funny because recently I just noticed I watched like three of them, and it was like somebody that passed away in each one of them, that's what they were dealing with. And I'm like, they made these so long ago, and then now putting them out, there's new ones they knew what is it saying to you because they always tie in kind of what's going on and it is hallmark hallmark and these movies of like christmas movies and they're more than ever somebody that's passed on and that's kind of the theme or a little bit of the theme of that and the grief and the whatever that's three of the movies you can't tell me this is coincidence people that i've watched hallmark forever and i've never seen it and i finally just like had to turn it off and i'm like what am i watching and then it's funny because um a week ago or so i mean can we not can we just get off and see the spiritual things two weeks ago at the beginning of november travis scott's concert was completely a satanic co- thing but completely got away with it he watched people being murdered right in front of him and he kept singing this weird chant there are massive videos of that it is so satanic and gross i think the death toll is nine or above then it's disgusting and um that's the society we live in that nothing has been done i mean his girlfriend that definitely satan worshipers is covered in blood i mean are you not open to the scene the satanic crap of that and then after that um the car ritter trial which is very interesting um and the massacre which they just didn't they just said it as a car accident the media i'm like are you freaking kidding me the guy runs over all these people in a parade i think it was um wisconsin and it's funny because it south park right before even that even before that happened, had an episode that they were promoting that's coming out, and that happens in their episode. You guys have got to be getting your eyes open to what is going on in this world. So that's how I'm going to end it. They are trying to kill us. It is you that need to be awake With your eyes open, we we are totally living in the matrix and figure out what's best for your mind, body, soul, and spirit. God bless. Do your own research.